what is Wonder Woman's worst weapon? What is Wonder Woman's worst weapon, Jock? Her lasso. See, it's the inflection that really sells it there. Hey, Biff, uh, I just had a dentist appointment the other day. My kids had a dentist appointment. Do you know what the dentist said the worst thing for our teeth is? Uh, yeah, what's the worst thing for your teeth, John? A brick. <laughs> A brick. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so we have no sideshow to plug and and you know we're gonna have to come up with some a while back you, you you had a list of them and they were fun so we should we should create a list because i'm gonna have time on my hands the next few weeks to record with management uh doing an international tour her second international nice. uh leg of her follow duran duran around the world tour this time she's headed she went to Ibiza, phase one, phase two. She's taking our little guy to uh, the land of potatoes, uh, Ireland. That's cool. Yes or no? Is it a rumor? Is, is, is Bono really on the $1 bill in Ireland? We'll find out. I guess we'll find out. But and then when she gets back, she's got to go to Chicago for a couple of weeks, which uh, I'm, you know, I will talk about. It, it, it is kind of it is kind of ironic that you refer to them as a land of potatoes because isn't potato a new world crop? I, I really think it is. Um, all I know is, and we'll, we'll get right into it. I think the highlight for our good friend Crazy Legs at the Phoenix Desert uh -huh. Classic tournament was he's heard rumors before, but he got to see in person me use French fries to eat mashed potatoes. Right, right. The yeah, right. The the, the potato dipped potato. He, he he was he heard those rumors, but like you know, like yeah. the Yeti, Bigfoot, women's orgasms. You know, it was just one of those urban legends that he didn't think was real, and now he got to see it for himself. You know, of course, he took a photo, but it was kind of fuzzy and blurry, kind of in the background. You're, right, right. Because you know, <laughs> it's just like just like Bigfoot. Exactly. Just like Sasquatch. So I'll put it right out there. Yes yeah. or no? Yes or no? The true highlight was my second assist on the one goal, the John Taylor Fertilizer Hockey Franchise LLC Incorporated uh, was able to muster in our three games. Was there really a highlight? I almost think that the highlight for me was, you know, Tim standing in front of the hall uh, doorway in our locker room where right above the doorway it says alcohol, like absolutely <laughs> prohibited or something like that. I think that was the moment. And he's holding a, you know, a bottle of beer, you know, you know with all-star in the background, also with a bottle of beer. So I know, think that's I, my highlight. I, 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 I like, I like to point out it is a team sport. You win as a team, you lose a team. Yeah. I just want to say we were just 22 saves away from breaking even in this tournament. <laughs> I, well, no, it's not that much because, you know, we can lose the second game all we want. Right. Yep. Yep. So I think it's more like, uh, what we lost the first game eight nothing so really like more like nine saves okay you know, ten saves ten saves right and of and of course you know you know uh, uh, guitar center Scotty actually wait a minute yeah ten saves yeah ten saves that's correct 
guitar center Scotty screwed us over two ways. He plays the I'm going to be a good dad, stay home and go to my kids tournaments card, which is total bullshit. And secondly, he was to give me a goal scoring stick for the tournament. And not only did he not give me a goal scoring stick, as we talked about in text today, he gave me a stick with tape on the blade. You know, I mean, well, seriously. But I mean, seriously, can I ask you something? <laughs> sure. When was, when was the last time you scored a goal that was not during warm-ups to an empty net? Uh, let's see. Wait, what is your definitely, menstruation? Definitely, definitely not this decade. Right? Not, see, in, the, not well, like in the 2020s. Well, let, let's you just know. say this. If, if if you had bought stock on that day at Apple computers, <laughs> you would have retired like thinking, by now. Pre-Bitcoin. Like, Bitcoin was a goal. Have you scored an actual goal since Squishy was born? That's kind of my question. And, you know, I'm not sure if that's happened. So, oh, wait, on this continent? No, it hasn't. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, one of the other highlights is uh, you've heard the story, but I'll throw it out there. Uh, management and I, with our two beautiful sons, almost became management and I, with our three beautiful sons, as I okay. almost came home with a toddler. Uh, did you hear? You heard the story. So I'm I sitting. I heard the story actually. No, oh, you really am. All right, I'm sitting in uh, in the suite with uh, with the founder of the John Taylor Fertilizer Hockey right. Um, franchise Incorporated LLC with our good friend Blind Squirrel, who, by the way, uh huh. Huge shout out. I mean, for him to come down from Sacramento uh, just to hang out with us. First of all, huge shout out. It was amazing to see him. It absolutely. was really great. It was great that his, you know, much and better him half. And his, him and his better half. Absolutely. Yep. You know, but it was. It was just fantastic yep. to see everybody. But for him not even playing to make it was yep. great. But we're sitting in the suite and I'm face. I'm on the other side of the living area looking towards the sliding glass door with the shade that's 90% shut. And I see kind of my blue Jersey kind of fluttering. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't own a blue Jersey. And you heard this faint, the faintest of tapping on the sliding glass door. Mr. Uh, John, John C gets up, opens it and in walks. I don't oh, right, think right, he's right, right. two okay, years yeah, old. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't think yeah. he's two <laughs> years old. Uh, cute, and honestly, could fit in with either Crazy Lake's family's pretty good, my family pretty good, just this little blonde hair, blue eye kid in his bathing suit holding his uh, blue floaty jacket. Not, not scared, not confused. He's just like, just walks on in and we're like, okay, well, uh, I think we should uh, find this kid's mom and open the door and you can see, you know, it, 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 it's Pleasant Valley Sunday where it all looks the same and the kid must have got turned around and a few doors down yeah. on their back porch, you can see another hockey bag airing out on the patio furniture. And I'm like, and John's standing in our deck and he's, you know, I'm like, hey, come on, buddy. And it's like, I, you know, I signal him to follow me. I will not take him by the hand. As I've said many times, you know, my DNA was not going to be anywhere on that kid when they find the body. Uh, if he wanders off again and knocks on their sliding glass door that's half open and, a, you know, a, a, a young lady, you know, early 30-ish ish from the bathroom says confused hello and like hey do you have a kid and instantly that mom energy of i have two kids she says as she comes sprinting out of the bathroom from the other side of their suite and it's like 
with her little daughter behind her. I'm like, and by she gets to the back sliding glass door, I'm like, hey, is this little guy yours? She's like, yes, where did you find him? I'm like, he just came on over to hang out. And she's like, I thought it was upstairs with dad. As dad's coming downstairs to see what the commotion is. And they're all, you know, you know, put have their bathing suits on, obviously going to the pool. And, and, you know, John waves from our balcony, just saying hi. And we all had like a nice little laugh and she was thankful. And, you know, there was going to be two conversations as soon as we left. And that was <laughs> a stranger danger conversation, which if a small child is not scared by, by my Muppet looking appearance, you know, with the scraggly hair and the scruff. We, uh, we kind of want to know what uncle Joe looks like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so uh, the stranger danger conversation and the i'm not here watching him what's wrong with you conversation which yeah. we, we've all had that talk before well i'm glad you didn't take the kid because you know the last thing i really need is to see my own license plate on an amber so. <laughs> uh but it was you know the, the team dinner which was always a highlight yeah. you know um so so which again you know the the fundraising i think john must have held a car wash in order to you know, scrape wash, together yep. the uh he must have been manhattan beach one weekend him and his missus had a car wash to come up with that <laughs> but definitely thank you thank you for uh for paying for a dinner that um he didn't attend <laughs> yeah well yeah no not only did he pay for it i got the sky miles points out of it so Good it was really a win it was really a win-win but it was great to see everybody after two years of, you know, not seeing anyone because of COVID and all this. And yeah, no, absolutely. New additions uh, yep. to the team, such as Al, friend of the podcast, yep. Al, the toy yep. man, you know, yep. uh, uh, made on. But but honestly, it, it was absolutely great. You got any any thoughts on the whole tournament before we move no, off? I mean, yeah, I think I think mostly exactly what you said. I mean, so obviously a lot of the guys I see more regularly because I'm here and whatever. But, you know, that whole kind of, you know the weekend of social events feel that we haven't really had in a while, you know, that, you know, I mean, I think that that's really the highlight. Right. And it was great to see the, you know, the family members, you know, the um, once again, I've seen, you know, uh, some, uh, some of the uh, better halves uh, at Kings games and whatnot, but yeah, just that whole overall feel of, Hey, everybody's kind of here and still not hundred percent normal, but you know, we're kind of partway there. And yeah, think about it. So we got, Guys driving in from Utah, flying in from Colorado, coming down from Sacramento. I mean, it was really nice to see so many people make such an effort to get there. You know, it was it yep. was fantastic. Yep. Um, you know, and next year, I, we're, I, I have a feeling I'm going to work my ass off. And next year, we're going to score two goals collectively as a team. I feel it. I feel that we're going to have. I think, I think maybe you should work on being able to essentially, you know, sit in a car without excruciating knee pain. I think that's a good life goal <laughs> baby steps Um, uh, so my my trip overall you know was a lot of fun and i gotta say i took my 14 year old who is uh always a little food driven and he romanticized his time and the food options in la but right. after after not having been there for several years him and me for a few years it's true. Like he fell in love with Korean corn dogs on a trip to New York recently. And there's one place here. How about so they, Wait, they have Korean corn dogs with veggie dogs? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and there's one place in the mall about 40 minutes from us. And they have just the weirdest hours because they can't keep supply. And it's this new fad around here. And if you get one, you can only get one. 
you know, that's oh, how limited supply they are. Goodness. So, yeah. Goodness. So the fact that, you know, he had found a couple places, there's a place, uh, oh, Melrose, and I forget the cross street, a place called Mr. Charlie's, which is a knockoff McDonald's. It is right. all, it's all vegan. Right, right, right. And, and it's, but it's fun to get, you know, a happy meal with, with a, um, impossible burger. And I'm t- they use the same buns and pickles. Right, and all right, right, right. I haven't had a McDonald's, you know, hamburger in 30 years and instantly like that feel and the size of the burger to everything, you know, I don't know how they get away with it. You know, I don't know if it's branded or they paid some kind of, or they just skirt the line, you know, they're just close enough, but they're not. And they're only one location. Is it really worth the time to shut them down? So to speak. Well, but- yeah. Cause uh, you know, in Japan, there is this one thing that looks like a not, you know, people essentially uh, post this on the uh, social say, you know, what's wrong with the Japanese with a freaky clown what kind of a French fries? You know, it's it's actually like a, a bar that essentially kind of made themselves out with the you know McDonald's you know kind of colors and patterns and the clown and like you know the uh, you know Westerners who can't read Japanese are saying you know what kind of a crazy shit is this? Yeah, it's not crazy shit. It's just it's just a rip off a little small bar doing this rip off thing. That's Don't under the radar. Uh, it's, so, so it is. So, uh, you know, when we rank the things why we're, we're looking to uh, maybe make some uh, major life changes relocation, which, by the way, I'm sorting through old comics and I talked to the guy at the local store. I'm like, hey, I just want to dump a bunch of stuff. Can I get store credit if I bring in like these like 5,000 old comics? And it's like, sure, I'll go through them. And if there's any really worth something, I'll let you know before I do it. But I'm getting ready to do that. But when I think about, yeah, the food choices there are, and I'm talking, you know, for you, you just take it for granted. Like the Jack in the Box, like well, the In-N-Out. It's, you know what it is? Oh, Jack in the Box, In-N-Out. Yeah. Uh yeah, whatever. Uh, no, I mean, I don't take it for granted, but it's more along the lines of, like, I obviously am not happy about the amount of taxes I paid than I would, you know, relatively speaking with, you know, other states, and all that. Kind of, it's all that kind of stuff, right? But I know that that tax is a tax that I pay so I could live here, right? And, you know, and everything else, right? This, so living here is not just about the weather. It's not just about, you know, it's it's a bunch of things uh for my kid it's it is the fruit options and it's my friends with huge houses <laughs> and, <laughs> and and we and and a huge shout out to our friend Renetsky who yep. hands down just this, couldn't yeah, great to see her be a more gracious yep. well that was you know i i you know a big shout out to my friend you know greg grumberg and, and brett savage who i'm doing a couple projects with who have a great studio and a sound stage in north hollywood who i'm like hey there's a bunch of friends i won't be able to drive around and see and i'd like to put them all in one room and they're like yeah just just have it here and we got to you got to meet in person you know sally uh mullins a yep. that was a, awesome awesome yeah yeah yeah, it was we, yeah and we got to see woody it was great to see. We haven't seen him yeah. in, in a long time. So that was fun. Then I had another meeting there. But in between that, you know, you know, one friend of mine, uh, a friend of yours. I'm sorry. I apologize. I misspoke. Our friend Ronick, who, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, the, it was like the first day here, you know, uh, yeah. you know, my little guy and I drive over and she owns like Rudolph Valentino's old house. Right, <laughs> or, right, right, or should right. I say palatial estate, you know, which... She she has to move into her guest apartment a couple times a month because Vanity Fair wants to shoot there. Vogue right. wants to yep. shoot there. You know, it like it's gorgeous. And you know, uh, another friend of mine 
I know who we will have on the podcast soon. Uh, my friend Bill, who created Legendary Pictures. I don't know if you know off the top of your head because he's an old vaudevillian, big 30s, 40s, 50s actor, a guy named Joe E. Brown. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He kind of, he's a gangster character actor kind of a guy, right? Doesn't he everything. play a lot of gangsters? He played so, everything. For You know, right. he wasn't, he was in the first. He's got the gangster know, face. Color film. <laughs> musical in 1929 uh the show must go on i think it was but his most famous line his most famous line and one of the more famous lines in all of movie lore is the last line from the movie some like it hot in which kirk douglas is uh is uh in drag the whole time you know it's a big scheme and, and joey brown's character falls in love and he's relentlessly trying to get you know this this guy to marry him that he doesn't realize isn't a woman and finally they're on this boat that they're driving and he takes a wig off he goes i can't marry you i'm a man and he says <laughs> and joey brown's famous line well nobody's perfect you know <laughs> which which you know you think how how you know at the time it was just a joke but you know it was it was the movie was directed by billy wilde and that was that was an intentional kind of, you know, hey, let's slip past this, this, this in a time when if people really took the math on it, you know, it was like, yeah. Anyways, it was great. It's a funny life. But the point is, he has a gigantic house. And when my little guy, yes. who was so happy to stay uh, at, at our friend Renetsky's house, who's so gracious, and we have her car, but <laughs> leaving that place, can't we live with one of your friends who has a mansion? <laughs> And when I said to Bill, when I was leaving, you know, before a couple of days before I headed Phoenix, he goes, what's the plan the rest of the week? I said, well, um, my friend Biff's picking me up. We're going to drive to Phoenix. I'm going to leave him here pointing to my son. And he looked at me jokingly, confusingly and points to his house and says, here, you're leaving him here at my house. To which I said, if I left him here, would you even know? You know, and I'm like, yes or no, there are wings on this house that you haven't walked down in the last year which he admitted yes yes there are there yes. are there, there are that so it was it was a great time being out there uh it was a great time driving with you it was a great time going through uh, Otisburg again <laughs> you know uh, we made it without breaking down running out of gas no flat tires it was great yeah you know i mean that's why we don't talk about it beforehand <laughs> no traffic and jinx our, our our stupid car ride so yeah <laughs> And, uh, and, and, you know, so in the car ride, Biff and I were talking about, so we both, we both have a lot of things in our lives that are similar, but both have different challenges. Like, for instance, uh, Biff has a challenge with his pool as in, um, I don't know what challenges you have with your pool, but I know mine still isn't open. Still, still, we've, we've in the last three weeks, four weeks, it's taken the cover off had an electrician out to right. redo the wiring, had to buy a new pump that then had the electrician had to come back that had to have the uh, handy guy come and try to fix it, which resulted in a net gain of zero. And I think out of either the goodness of his heart or he's just tired of looking over the <laughs> fence and seeing his beautiful property value be brought down by Shrek living in Hicks next door neighbor with our green bull. Our neighbor came over today. He spent two hours in the rain trying to get it going. He's like, well, oh, Jesus. I'm just going to take this pump back to the store and see what part is wrong and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
no, you don't, you don't have to do that, man. He goes, no, I, I, I really, he's retired. And, and, and my wife's like, he likes to do this stuff, love him. And I'm like, yeah, but we paid all these people hundreds, thousands of dollars at this point. And, and, and like we talked on the trip, you know, I don't know how many discussions I've won or how many debates I've won with management, but uh, I was voted well, well, down. Let me, let, me, let me tell you the answer to that. Okay. Zero. Yeah. I was yeah. voted down again, one-to-one on, hey, you're traveling to Ibiza, Ireland, London, and, and for Duran Duran and Chicago this summer. The boys and I are spending most of the summer in LA. Why don't we not open the pool? And she heard, uh, let's quickly open the pool and throw as much money in it as we can and never use it. So you have a pool, but you don't have these problems. Um, yeah, well, you know, for one thing, uh, there, opening a pool is not a thing. <laughs> uh, the open pool, pool is perpetually open. You know, you, ha- you, can, you only need to open things that close. Right, there's no right. closing of the pool. So that's part of it. And then there's the whole, you know, saltwater pool what the hell so yeah another decision but i will say things are looking up and over the next month over the next few weeks anyways uh whether i can drag them back into podcast hell with me or not i'm not sure but management is going you know out of town for this this trip to see Duran Duran and then for work going to Chicago for two weeks, which means Joe and I will be having match game 1973 marathon viewings and watching a bunch of movies. And, and there's a bunch of specials that we've talked about on the last podcast that I haven't seen yet that I've been waiting to watch binge watch with him, like the Norm Macdonald one, the, the George Carlin one, Ricky Gervais has a new one. So, uh, Get, get, get ready for a lot of talk about match game and 1968 game sure. shows. Yeah. Which, Fine. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, we're, we're talking, next. is the war in Ukraine still going on because it's completely cycled out of the news? <sighs> well, I mean, it hasn't completely cycled out, but yeah, it's not, the, you know, yeah. It is, it, yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't have this, I mean, you know, we only have so much of an attention span in this country. So, yes. And, and you know, there's a meme that's been going around and it's a guy sitting at a table with two chairs and looks like somewhere in like Central Park. And there's a sign that people paint different things on. It's like, da-da-da-da-da, prove me wrong. Da-da-da-da-da, prove me right, wrong. Right, right, right. You know, Star Wars is better than Star Trek. Prove me wrong. Yeah, right. uh, so so I'm going to play that game with you, Biff. Uh, uh, and I've been saying this for many years, many years, and each and every day, I think it's harder and harder to make an argument against. Uh, the GOP is a terrorist organization. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not that savvy of a of a of a debater, Jacques. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I don't think I could uh, take on that debate. You know, which which debate over. You know which horrible gun is in it. The answer isn't more guns. Yeah, I I am I am ready to I am ready to do this though because because we've gone through this so many times and yep. we have no movements right. Yep. So I am prepared to say you know what, let's talk about not guns, and I'm yep. prepared to I'm prepared to say this. Okay, I'm not going to say the G word because as soon as you say the G word, yep. everything yep. seems to shut down. So I'm going to say this. How about if we say, you know, any kind of a threat made online or anywhere is a felony. 
And then, you know, if you have a felony, that on its own triggers other laws that prevent you from buying guns. So I'm, I'm, Except no. in the states that there's no laws about sure. anybody getting guns. No, but that, I'm not saying that it's, it's universal, right? But I'm right. saying that, so maybe that'll stop a few more. Like, I think New York will probably be a state where, you know, that might trigger. And then, so you may not be able to legally buy that gun. Now, it may not have helped in, you know, the it may not have helped the hospital shooting in texas but it probably and you know bit me in and the school shooting in Ovalde, but you know maybe it would have you know stopped the you know the buffalo shooting right so maybe that's the baby step you know we can take so we do stuff where you know we we acknowledge that there i mean you know to be fair right if you're a person who thinks it's okay to go into a place and just you know shoot people you may not even know, right, and kill them, I think that that, that on its own kind of defines that those there, there is that undesirable that nobody likes. So, you know, maybe this, we start with, you know, you know, First Amendment be damned. We start with these, you know, yeah. If you make online threats, that, you know, we could turn that into a felony and lock you up. And at well, least it will buy us some time. Well, I mean, and don't forget there, there, and I'm, we'll end it right, you know, here, if you've yeah. got any thoughts after yeah. this, but the thing is, they're trying to make it legal to be able to say whatever you want, whenever you want. They're trying to say the First Amendment is absolute, that you can, it's your freedom of speech to run into a movie theater and yell yeah. fire. They're, they're right. trying to make it a freedom of speech yeah. that, you know, hey, planning to overthrow the government January 6th, you know, 2020 is 100% your right to do, or 2021, right. sorry, go ahead. And, 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 you know, the whole yeah, thing is like, like you said, don't, you know, okay, you know what? We're not going to control G's at all. You say it's a mental health issue. I'll agree with you. So what you're saying is there should be an extensive mental health screening before you get such a, such a item. And then of course the idea, you know, is no. So, if, but that's why they're a terrorist organization. It's not, it's not even, it's, even before we go into mental health screening, I mean, they don't want to pay for, you know, mental health, you know, care, right? We don't want to say, well, you know, we don't have, you know, national health insurance, but maybe we need to do something to get these people, you know, mental health care, right? right. But, you know, obviously at the same time, we're like Texas is loosening, you know, um, you know, gun acquisition laws. They're also like, you know, killing, right? Funding for mental health, you know, in, you know, programs, right? So, yeah. But the whole thing when there's, when they try to say it's not the G word, it's, it's, it's mental health. And then you turn around and say, okay, then let's get mental health screening before you get a gun. No, you know, no. because then we have to pay. Because for you use the G word. Right, That's right, why. exactly. Now, now, but we, you know, your your homeland, your first homeland, not your second uh -huh. homeland. Your second uh -huh. homeland is is uh, is moving straight ahead with um, sensible laws on such items. Uh, Justin Trudeau is not afraid of like, and 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 a country that per capita they have more uh, firearms than than we do here, but they're not. They're they're saying they, yeah, they, enough they, of this, enough they, of this. They they also have polar bears, so and polar they bears do. Blue, yes, so yes, well, they do. So, you know, I mean, yeah. And uh, but 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 your homeland of Japan is is not crime free. No, no, no. I mean, you know, I don't know if you saw the the video of these these you know these the horrific scenes of of you know violence against uh, police. But you know, I'm just shocked that the Blue Lives Matter movement has not started in Japan with a kind of crime that that's going on. So I don't know if you saw these. 
Was was uh, that actual footage, or was that a spy movie where the motorcycle has a smokescreen button that they that they can hit? It's actually so as 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 these um uh so these uh individuals on these um little I think they were kind of like um uh, scooters. It seemed, they look like scooters were essentially um essentially vandalizing. Um, they did it intentionally debate the police into chasing them. And then when the police started chasing them, they essentially sprayed a fire extinguisher at the police. Oh, was that what it was? You know, because because when you see like those mopeds, it, it, it makes me, you know, think, you know, hey, what is uh, what is mopeds and having sex with ugly chicks have in common? What is mopeds and having sex with I, ugly yeah, chicks have in common? They're, they're, they're both fun until somebody catches you doing whatever. <laughs> both yeah. fun to ride to your friend see on them. Yeah, Thank you. Something. I'll show myself out. No, yeah. but I, I couldn't tell it was a fire extinguisher, but all of a sudden it looked like something. You see the little smoke thing coming up. What right. the hell is that? Like and a James email. Bond thing. Right. And unless you actually understood Japanese, you still wouldn't understand what that is. So that's what that is. Yeah, I mean, freaking. So, you know, one thing for one thing, um, yeah, they do that shit in Japan uh, because, you know, they don't have guns to shoot at the police. And the police don't, you know, shoot at these pedestrians, or these uh, bikers, because most of them aren't carrying guns either. So there you go. So, uh, so I was in a pitch meeting while I was out in LA and somebody pitched uh, doing a U.S. version, um, uh, doing a U.S. version of a BBC show that okay. profiles that profiles a company or companies and people in Japan that legally help you disappear. Have okay. you have you heard about this? I have not. I guess I, it, yeah. it's a long it's a long running BBC show, like okay. like hundreds of episodes. So in Japan. As long as you're not breaking the law and you just want to leave your life, just just completely essentially go into a quasi um, um, witness relocation program. Like you can't you can't leave your family with like debt and all this stuff. But if you decide, yeah, I don't want to have a wife and kids anymore. I just want to leave. There's there's. A company, there's, I guess it's completely legal as long as you're not breaking any laws. And there's companies that this show follows that help you just disappear. Okay. Just one day you're there and then one day you're not. Um, you know, just delete traces of you, you know, all, all the way across. And, you know, the, the, the interesting thing, and it's like funny because. You know, I've always heard about other shows like, oh, this show's from Japan and this show was, a, you know, was a show in Denmark and all these, you know, when people like, well, how do we twist it around and completely use somebody else's idea and, you know, make it, you know, our own version of it. But, uh, but I, I, you know, so we've been doing a lot of looking into this phenomena. I'll, I'll post the name of the show, the, okay. the BBC show, but it's like I said, it's a BBC show that profiles these japanese companies that help people just disappear yeah so it, it it makes me it makes me think are are you one of these people did did i randomly find you did, did you, <laughs> you know i mean i mean i don't know that your quote unquote farther moved you to toronto when you were 12 that i mean that sounds completely plausible but do we really know 
I mean, why don't you uh, why don't you uh, do your investigation in Japan and see if uh, there's something that I have to hide over there? <laughs> you know, between you and our friend Haven, I don't know. There's there's a lot of mysteriousness in in, in the past and the present. Uh, and speaking of present, how is the the never ending gift of NHL playoffs treating you, Biff? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, I mean, all in all pretty fun playoffs, right? I mean, uh, it was, uh, it was kind of disappointing that the battle of Alberta kind of ended as quickly as it did. Uh, Calgary was kind of a no-show. Um, I, I don't, I, I was surprised how not great they were. Uh, I thought a Daryl Sutter team would be a little bit more uh, disciplined and hard to play against and all that. But part of it is, is that they don't quite have the skating ability to keep up with the Oilers. And then the Oilers finally kind of are learning that, hey, you kind of have to work a little bit harder instead of just like playing pickup style hockey to actually win in the playoffs. So uh, I, I've heard several people say that the LA Kings helped the Oilers by forcing them to kind of play playoff hockey. So you know, kudos to the uh, for the to the Kings for potentially starting a dynasty. But uh, no, it's it's true. It's it's one of those things where you hear when the the Edmonton Oilers in the 1979-80 season. Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And here's Gretzky walking past the locker room of the four-time Stanley Cup winning right. champ and they're in there just icing things down and this and it's like and they you know granted. I don't know. I don't know. Toronto and and Edmonton the last couple of years have, uh, and you got to throw Washington in with with Ovechkin, which hurts to say. But but those three teams with their absolute highlight goals and jaw dropping scoring ability are, are are mesmerizing. At the end of the day, unless your highlight reel includes like some great back checking plays and some well, no, but I mean to be defense. fair, right? I mean listen, that's that's what it took. Washington won their Stanley Cup because they became that team, right? That right, they actually, right. I mean, so and Toronto's learning. I mean, this game seven loss again to lose that game seven against the champs, you know, isn't as shameful. It's not because they didn't play playoff hockey. It's just that they were playing against the team that really knows how to play playoff hockey, right? No, indeed. Yeah. And so I- it's really it's really Florida that's learning this, right? Florida. President's Trophy winner, most goals scored in a season since 1995 or something, swept in four games, you know, scores three goals in the entire series, right? Uh, honestly, I, 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 bet, I bet it's an easy stat to find. But over the last 40 years, how many President Trophy winning teams got out of the second round? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I mean, I think the last team to win the, uh, the Stanley Cup was, I think, uh, Chicago. Uh, was it 2013? I think they won the President's Trophy and won the Cup. So, you know, as a, as a lifelong Bruins fan, I cannot tell you how many times, how many times he won the President's Trophy in the 80s right. and were out in the first round by fourth place Montreal. You know what I mean? Or, there was that weird period where, and I don't know, I mean, so obviously when Patrick Roy showed up, all bets were off, but even before Roy, they would lose, you know, against, and I couldn't figure out why. No, it was, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, and that, that, that's why when the Bruins finally did win the cup in 2011, you know, just like the Red Sox winning the world series in 20 or uh, 2004, it was great, but it, it meant so much more that, that you had to go through the Yankees to do it okay, or that well, you had to go through Montreal to do it. That's, the fact uh, that's that you had like, to, that's, yeah, that's the capital story, right? They, they, Finally killed the you know, the dragon that is the Penguins. 
they, they finally slay that dragon and then they get you their know, cup, right? It's funny. In winning time, you know, when Jerry West, after losing after losing in the NBA championships like seven or eight times, finally wins an NBA right. championship. But it, it's an empty thing because the Celtics had lost in the conference championship in the East. So right. he didn't get to beat the Celtics. Right. And, and it was kind of an empty victory, you know, type thing for him. Uh, you know, eh. uh, so speaking of winning time, you know, I've, uh, I'll admit it, completely bandwagon. I've completely a bandwagon uh, a Celtics follower. I, I, I'm i not going to say fan, but I will say follower. And, you know, just listening to sports radio the last few years, you know, I know all the players. I, I know, you know, what, how Danny Ainge has put this team together. I know the ups and the downs. Danny Ainge? Really? I'm oh. so clueless. I had no clue. Oh no, he's he's been he's been the the GM and president of Celtics for I don't know almost twenty years, and just this year he went home to Utah. Like the Utah Jazz basically gave him uh, the Godfather. You can't say no offer. Plus he wanted you know he you know as much as he Boston has been his home for forty years. Like it was you know he wanted to go back to to the land of like you know his people, um, the chosen people. If the third book of the Bible is. <laughs> Is your book of the Bible. And so anyway, EYU legend, Danny Ainge. I will say. Two sports star, former Blue Jay. Former Blue Jay, second base, Toronto Blue Jay. Uh, so he, he put this team together. So he gets a lot of credit, but I will say I was more, I was, I was almost, no, I was more interested in the first round than the finals only because as a true Bostonian, um, my hate for certain things trumps my love for others. And as much as I you know, grew up loving the Celtics and I really would love to break the tie with the Lakers to have the most banners and all that. So the fact that they beat Kyrie Irving in the first round was, it was like, yeah, any, anything else, anything else after this is pure gravy. I am clueless about the context. So, Oh, Kyrie Irving came to, the Celtics a few years ago and really screwed the franchise. And I won't wow. go down, but at the same time, at least, at least he's a flat earth anti-vaxxer. And oh, and I think I did know that. I did know that part of it. But and so when, wait, so wait, is he um so who does he play for now? He plays for the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets. Oh, Brooklyn Nets, that's right. New and, Jersey Nets would have been more appropriate because they're kind of like the New York Giants. It, well, and he he did. He put together a super team that was supposed to, uh, you know, be the next juggernaut. It was one of I those see. LeBron right, right, type right. things in Miami yep. or the Lakers. Yep. And the fact that they got swept by, by the Celtics, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, but now the Celtics are in the finals. I will say, again, one of the highlights of, of the Phoenix tournament was watching Game 7, not just with the blind squirrel Ruger, uh, but to have Patty and his wife who was cheering for the Celtics. And just, it was nice. It was, it, it was nice. I, I will say, you know, I stand by the adage, and there are fewer cliches in sports truer than you only have to watch the last two minutes of a basketball game to see the whole thing. 100% that's the truth. 100 yeah. I mean, yeah, mo a lot of football games come down to one play or one possession, and so many games are, are close, and there's so much parity in all sports. I, you know, I think a few weeks ago we talked about that, that there was five game sevens in, in, in a course of like 32 hours right. in the yep. NHL. Yep. Five, I mean, five game sevens. The and, round one is always a lot of fun. And, and, and 
I think all five or four of the five were one goal game, you know? So, yep. so there's, there's a lot of parody, but basketball is like, I, I've watched a few Celtics, you know, games through this run and every single game, it's like, Oh, somebody's up or down by 15 points with four minutes left. Doesn't mean shit. Wait, just wait two minutes. And now with the three point shot and the, and the fouls and all that stuff. But uh, look, uh, am I a huge fan? No. Uh, you know, am, am I going to be crushed if the Golden State Warriors, you know, win this series? No, but it would be nice. It would be nice because I'm a spiteful little fuck to say, yep, we have more rings in the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's Congratulations. That, okay, well, it's, it's all me. Uh, are you watching anything fun these days? Uh, I'm watching the NHL playoffs. That's what I figured. Okay. And nothing. And, and 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 the usual, you know, in between, I'll watch the you know the Japanese all-girl metal bands, and that's kind of yeah. I, I uh, I've watched a couple of things. You know, I finished watching uh, season two of Hacks, which oh. here here's the funny thing about being in in LA, of course. You know, it, it, it's just it's just a proximity to people that you watch on TV is, is so much like it's everybody's one step away from everybody. And I'm at my friend Ronick's like palatial mansion. And, you know, she asked me what we're, I'm watching. I'm like, Oh, I'm watching hacks. And she's like, Oh, that's my neighbor's show. And by my neighbor's show, <laughs> the guy who created it directs it and is one of the members on it. And so I text her this morning and I'm like, um, I know it's early and your time, but can you do me a huge favor? Go next door and slap your neighbor and tell him to stop making Jacques feel things, feel feelings, <laughs> because I didn't anticipate Niagara Falls a couple of times on the show Hack Season Finale. Um, all in a good way, all in a good way, but I watch that. I'm caught up in Barry, but I've, uh, you know, waiting to watch some movies and some comedy specials with Joe. I did watch a couple episodes of the new season of um, David Letterman, um, my next guest. And okay. the story with Ryan Reynolds is fantastic. You know, and they're really, they're hour long in people's homes, very personal you know, you know, stories. And I saw the one with Julia Louise Dreyfus and Ryan okay. Reynolds. David Letterman is still the king. He, he, he is still, you know, I mean, he's, can I say he's the white Oprah? I mean, he gets people <laughs> to open up to him in really, really nice ways. And, and their guards are completely down and you really get these real sense of, uh, it's almost in some in some cases, like both of their insurance expired, so they're using these interviews as mutual therapy sessions, <laughs> you know, and, and the best ways. And I, I really mean that in, in all the best ways. But I really, really highly suggest, like you know, the latest season of uh, Dave Letterman shows. Um, and and my fourteen year old, I had stopped it. And, and, and went to the bedroom and dragged him out kicking and screaming. And I'm like, here, just watch this one part. And Ryan Reynolds is talking about, he went to school, he went to college for 45 minutes. He got there, it was not for him. And he, he just drove straight down to Los Angeles to join the Growlings. And as he's saying that, my 14-year-old who's going to the Growlings this summer, he was like, right, right, right. Yep. He, he instantly like, oh, this is one of my favorite actors and one of my dad's favorite actors. And we're going to have this in common, you know? Um, so, so I, I thought that was fun, but that that's really it. You know, 
uh, as far as I'm watching, but uh, I'll have I'll have some updates on on some stuff after the next couple of weeks when I force Joe to come over and watch shit with me. Yeah. Uh, I did see uh, uh, an episode of uh, I think it's been going on for a while, but uh, it's called I think Love and Robots or Love some it says Love and Robots. In yeah, there. yeah. And that's you know that looks pretty good, so I'll probably try to pick that up once the season's over. Or every other day once we go into the, you know, the actual Stanley Cup finals. Right, right. You'll have every day off, you know, your every travel day days, off. your yeah. travel days. The travel days, you know, yeah. So you, you got a parenting tip for me there, Biff? Uh, I, you know, I just uh, make, you know, make sure um, that your, and I, I think you have this really well, uh, but make sure that the kids understand that uh dogs and cats are family so i think that's an important one and yes i'm like family right they're, they're not dogs they're family yeah they're not furniture they're not yeah. casual things right yeah. you know and 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 they give so much and ask yeah. so little in return so that they are i so this week traveling with my 14 year old and it's the first time i mean we we took a road trip you know like three years ago now and you know, there's a big difference between being 11 and dad doing absolutely all the packing and all the decision-making and him. And uh, he, you know, so to, just to keep it narrowly focused, this week's parenting tip, teach them how to pack to go through an airport efficiently. <laughs> as, as, yeah. Seriously, yeah. Every, everything that can come out of your pockets and into your backpack before you get into the security line. Yeah. should you know yeah. it's it's like if you want to take your ps4 with you and and i i am not one to judge you know you might want to pack that in a way that if you're if it's a part of the carry-on it's easy and he did he did it's easy to get out into a tray and easy to get back in or if you are going to check a bag yeah maybe check it so that you don't have it's one less thing to take out put on a tray and put back in so uh, my parenting tip is, you know, teach them to be decent travelers, you know, for, for, for two reasons, to make going through line easier on you and to not be that prick who gets to the right, security right. line and has no idea that you can't bring a 1962 cartoon bowling ball looking bomb with a wick coming out of it, which is always one of my favorite signs at Logan Airport of the things you can't carry on. It is that and that, that that's yeah. it for me biff so I'll, I'll let you uh i'll let you drive the zamboni home drive the zamboni home hey my gosh what a crazy couple weeks it's been in the news and you know and after we've gone through like a couple of years of absolute just you know just nightmare two years of just garbage stuff all around and and so it's kind of really depressing to watch the news it's depressing to you know go on social media it's depressing to uh do all those stuff but you know despite all of that one thing to really maintain your mental health is that you don't forget
Say goodnight, Gracie.